Seeb Tate finishes up a hard day at work. He wipes the sweat off his brow and thanks his ranch hand, Urn. He then notices a creature leering from the woods. It's a panther studying his livestock. The same beast that had been assailing his farm for weeks now. Urn, stay here with the goats. I'm going to take care of this some bitch. On me, Major. Seeb grabs a shotgun and runs off after the panther, who turns tail and skitters off nimbly into the forest. Major sprints off faithfully, keeping the trail for Seeb to follow. With a quick command, the old farmer sends his hound around to flank the panther and lead it to where he knows the ground runs into swampland, which will slow the predator down enough to catch up to him. Goodfellow <laughs> snickers off in the darkness as the forest shifts and morphs. Seeb is lost before he knows it. The first few days, he hears snarling off in the shadows. He and Major have become the hunted. They are tired and hungry, but most of all, they are afraid. As weeks turn into months, they are ushered through the wild by the maestro of mischief. Seeb witnesses some of the greatest terrors the wild has to offer. A headless bear, spontaneous fire shooting from the ground, screeching hogs with tusks as sharp as any bayonet. Goodfellow keeps him just out of harm's reach and fed just well enough, not out of mercy, but to prolong the nightmare. As these scenes fade in and out, uncountable time taking by with Seed living in fear of death from something in these dark woods, we see that his irises have become yellowed, black liquid seeping into the veins in his eyes, his clothes tattered. Then, his fingernails have sharpened to points. Then his hair grows coarse and thick all over his body. What creature? Major looks at him, worried for the old man. One day, Robin Goodfellow smiles an evil smile and allows a wounded goat to be trapped in their path. No. Major, who hasn't seen a meal quite so appetizing since they were lost, goes for it first. Just as the hunting dog leaps for the wounded animal, we hear a fearsome roar from some evil source. But when the hound looks back, he sees only Sieb Tate approaching him with a murderous expression. Major flees in fear of his life. Time passes again, and we see Sieb walking alone through the woods, a goat skull placed on his head to ward off those who might harm him. After years of running for his very life, a man in a suit appears to him. How now, spirit? Whither wander you? And gestures down a path, wordlessly and exhausted. Seeb follows a road that leads him back to Gullicochica. Townsfolk turn as he walks down Main Street. Some recognize him as he throws the goat skull to the ground the priest standing outside a simpler, less expanded version of the same church where Dump Truck will someday have his funeral, eyes him skeptically and with judgment. Seep drops to his knees in the middle of the market as a young boy, who always comes to market to buy his produce, walks up to him. Mr. Tate, you've been lost for a week. Where you been? I was lost in hell. 
This vision repeats. Zeeb finishes up a hard day of work, wipes the sweat off his brow, and thanks his ranch hand, Ern. He then notices a creature leering from the woods. Ern, stay here with the goats. I'm going to take care of this son of a bitch. On me, Major. We see them run into the woods, and we see again all the atrocities that Goodfellow puts them through. Only this time, Seeb's appearance doesn't change. He's afraid, but does not make a move to frighten his faithful hound. Eventually, the pair are separated by the chaos of the wild, but still, Seeb finds a way back into town when Puck is bored of toying with him. The young man who he tells that he was lost in hell is enamored by the story, but eventually leaves him to go back to his parents. Seeb walks home, hoping to rest and begin to heal from everything he had just gone through. It felt like years he had been gone, but the people told him it had only been a week. Picturing the comfort of his pillow and looking forward to seeing if Major made his way back home, he crossed the threshold of his land. But something was wrong. Ernest, his ranch hand, lay gutted and bleeding on the ground. He could hear Major barking and snarling, so he follows the sound, only to see a horrible sight that makes no sense whatsoever. Seeb Tate sees himself, but 10 feet tall and growing, with cloven hooves for feet and terrible claws for hands. A goat skull crowns the head of this terrible twin who had grabbed Major and was devouring the poor creature. Seep flees for his life, running as fast as he can into the forest that would soon become known as Tate's Hell. In his terror, he stumbles on a tree branch and finds himself once again at the feet of a small man in a suit. I am Agent Goodfellow of the FAE, and I think you, Tate, would make a fine addition to our agency. Worry not about what follows you. I'll help you forget all about it. But I did not forget sometimes not revenge cannot be I forgot that I saw the beast wearing my face. But I did not forget my desperation for revenge. Ari and Ray Ray, you hear that Sieb is speaking to you. You you don't see him. You see the forest, and you see Goodfellow leading Sieb through a passage. You just hear this disembodied version of Sieb speaking directly to you. So, uh, Sieb has a really shitty older brother. I, I wish it were that simple. Oh, damn, he's here. Which story is the truth? What, what happened? A lot of this is new information to me, but it seems as though perhaps there are multiple sides to any story. Are these the memories that Goodfellow took from you? Or have you always known this and kept it from us? These are the memories that were taken that I wish I still didn't have. But regardless, I did hide something from you in a way. I will not be there 
for this fight. You did so well, Ari. Your spell worked so well that I am not doomed to an eternity in hell. Kill this devil. Do it for me. Then when it's over, you'll know where to find me. Where is Sarah? Sarah's gonna be just fine. Seep, what did you do to Sarah? Sarah was taken somewhere. Summoning something as powerful as the devil. It had to be a trade. But she's going to be fine because the spell worked. What the hell do you mean? I just saw it. It's you. You did this. You. Don't give me this devil bullshit. Don't give me trade bullshit. That anger, Ray, it's good. Use it to destroy what this part of me has become. How? It is as I said, now that you've seen its face, it is weak to your attacks. Then release us from this reverie so we can get to work. I'm real tired of being in y'all's heads. It's never a good time, if I'm being quite frank. Hopefully this is the last. This is the devil showing you a vision. I, I am connected to this other part of myself. I'm just able to manipulate what is being shown. But it's time to part ways. Good luck, y'all. Just let me go so I can kill this fucking thing and get my friend back. See you soon, Sabe. You got it. And the vision fades, and you find yourselves, the two of you, back in the forest with the devil of Tate's hell, skullless, and <laughs> wearing Sebe's horrifying face. We're going to go back a little bit. Uh, to Sarah. The last thing you remember, you were engulfed in a pillar of black fire. The world around you disappeared in an instant. You felt a pain like you had never felt before. You screamed out into the extrasensory flurry happening around you. Seeb stands in front of you. He has lowered the chalk from your head, but has a hand on each of your shoulders. His eyes are sympathetic but strained. Between you is a stream of colorless energy that connects the two of you, in the center of which green runes are appearing and fading in the air in different places like Christmas lights programmed on a looped pattern. Though Sieb does his best to comfort you through this, each agonizing second feels like it takes an hour to pass by. Then, finally, you feel relief. All the twinkling runes between the two of you light up at once, and you see that they're arranged in a summoning circle. You feel a great evil inching closer and closer from this circle, like a train pulling into the station. As the circle grows to accommodate the arriving devil, you and C begin to be pulled into the passage to hell beneath you. But something else happens. About a third of the runes on the summoning circle flip, and morph into fey words you have never seen before. Smaller circles appear on the border of the summoning runes, which 
have a much stronger pull than the one at your feet. As you are each pulled towards a different circle, you look at Seeb and he has a satisfied smirk on his face. Before you have the chance to call out to him, you are flung through the passage into another world. The scale of where you stand now seems to be infinitely vast. Swirling mists of whites and grays create texture in what is otherwise a blank void. Vertigo kicks you like a mule as you look down and see you're standing on a platform that you cannot see, and the infinity extends sickeningly beneath your feet. Falling might be preferable, however, as the swirling gray ahead of you parts, beginning to reveal a horror the likes of which you have never seen. It's difficult to grasp scale in this place, and you aren't sure how far this creature is from you, but it's somewhere in between the size of a mountain and a planet. It's vaguely humanoid, but its arms are bound in time-worn golden chains. The top half of its face is wrapped completely in bandages, save for an area torn out for each eye, around which is darkened from either tears or blood. Unnaturally long teeth curve outwards, and it seems to be perpetually contorted in an expression of intense mourning. The rest of its titan body is either wrapped in bandage or chain manacles binding its limbs. Lost in the size of this thing, you didn't even notice her appear. Hello, my dear. It is good to see you. Isolde? Yes. Am am I am I dead? She I think laughs a little bit and says You you are not dead. You are just uh, here. Where's here? Um This is gonna sound like I just kind of told a lie, but this is kind of (laughs) where dead people go. Cool. The opposite of hell, though. I'm so sorry that you died. That I led you there, and then you just died. I couldn't I couldn't save you. It's it was my time. I fought with everything I had for a very long time. Uh, I lived a good life. Can I touch her? <laughs> Sounds weird, but like is she cor- corporeal? Is that the word Corpor- corporeal? <laughs> yeah, that's the that's the word. Nailed it. <laughs> I think you can. How do you reach out to her? Just with my hand. I'm just like trying to like touch her shoulder. You feel a warmth there. A really comfortable feeling. So where do we go from here? Well, behind me is the antithesis of a devil. A being that is the embodiment of holy magics. She wants to make you her champion, 
Sarah. A conduit of divine purpose. And that would certainly give you the power to vanquish the evils that plague our home. But, but, but Abasa and I think... You would be buds. You would be buds in the afterlife. Ibasa made this possible. Like I said, you're not dead, but where we are is a unique connection between many worlds. Only possible through her wishing well. <laughs> Sarah, every deal comes with a price. And you have lived so much of your life with others trying to shape you into their idea of what you could be. Even I wanted to make you into a quartz knight without first considering if that's what you even wanted. So I urge you, Sarah, refuse her offer or take it. I know you're always unsure of yourself. I sense the conflict within you. But Sarah, you are everything a good hero should be. You have accomplished amazing feats. Your heart has the power to overcome any obstacle. Your struggles make you unique. And if you go forth boldly, you have every tool you need to be unstoppable. How do I go forward, though? Well, you can't stay here forever. But it's kind of nice and warm, and it's really scary there. The world's kind of ending. And somebody has to prevent that. Believe it or not, Ari and Ray can't do it without you. When she mentions this about the wishing well and this being a uncanny connection between many worlds, you... Uh, this is hard to describe. It's almost as if you're seeing several things at once. Like there are three or four TV screens stacked up on top of one another, and you can see everything happening on each one as if they're both visible and transparent. And you see Ibasa watching intently from the wild, She's staring into her wishing well, um, interested to see what you do here. And you see this horrifying holy creature behind, um, behind Isolde, who is also anxiously awaiting what you decide. But you also see Ray Ray and Ari in the woods, surrounded by all of your friends and allies who are writhing in fear and agony and they are fighting against the devil of Tate's hell without you they need me I I have to go back I, I don't want whatever that is and I'm gonna gesture at the divine creature that just sounds like another way to be controlled. She nods. Isolde does, not the creature. <laughs> the divine's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess you're right. 
Why'd you even bring me here? I just... (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that my biggest fear is living as a shadow, as someone else's shadow, as my dad's shadow. That's all I've been for the first time in my life. I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to and I have I have friends, I have real friends that, that need me, and I have a city that needs me, and I have a world that needs me. I can I can do something. I I want to be a hero. I can fucking do this. Good. Good, Sarah. This creature behind me. Yes, seeks to control you in a way, but she's not like the devil. She's... Even though you refuse her offer, she has a gift. And you see a golden light twinkling like a star from this enormous creature's eye and that twinkling light falls and it falls from this uh, impossible distance and lands on your arm and when you look down you have a golden shield the size of a buckler like a small shield on your arm and it's shaped like a teardrop Oh, fuck yeah. Now I think you have a devil to kill. Do you have any advice? Kill it all the way? (laughs) (laughs) Can I just hug her? Yes, she hugs you back uh, firmly and lovingly, and she says, I'm so sorry I'm not around to guide you anymore. And as she says that, her voice becomes lighter and more echoey and when you open your eyes you realize you are not there anymore uh so ray ray and ari that's us you are standing in the woods uh ray ray you had just ripped the skull off of the devil ari you're standing on the other side of him Um, and you have cast a spell to wrap vines around him. Um, But as you come out of this vision that you have been shown, um, you see the devil. He's free of your uh, bindings, and he is charging towards Maeve, who uh, writhes in agony and fear on the ground about 30 yards from. What do you guys do? Do we still see him as Seeb? He still looks like the devil. His body is the body of the devil of Tate's Hell. He doesn't have the skull on his shoulders that was his head. It's now kind of, uh, what's that Looney Tunes monster that just like doesn't have a head? It's just like shoulders all day. Yeah. Um, you know oh, it's, it's the, the hair guy. It's the hair guy. Yeah. It starts with a G. It's, it's the Sweetums of Looney Tunes. What's Sweetums? Sweetums is the hair guy of Muppets. Yeah. 
Looney Tunes hair guy. His name starts with an M, I'm pretty Gossamer. sure. Gossamer. It's kind G. of a Gossamer from Looney Tunes. Situation. But isn't Seeb's like zombie face in the middle of it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Seeb's like semi decomposing face is yeah. in the middle of this lump of, of, of fur. I'm going to try to shoot this guy with my sword, which is a fun sentence every time. Okay, if you do that, it's going to. Um, basically, this is like a soft move where it's attacking. Uh, Maeve. Maeve. So you can definitely do that, but it will get to Maeve for certain. So I, so I would like, yeah, I don't know. This is a weird scene, just where we both crack into it. I would like to save Maeve. So I don't know if that's me helping out Ari. Or... No, if Ray rolls protect someone on Maeve, it would, yeah, then Ari could blast him with the sword. So why don't we great. have Ray roll protect someone first? What do you do? Uh, how do you how do you protect Maeve? Uh, I I just want to beat the devil to Maeve and just pick her up. Awesome. And run. Okay, roll protect someone. That's fucking boxcars. <laughs> wow, can't stop us. It's carrying over. Amazing. Uh, We're here, and uh, I have advanced protect someone. <laughs> okay, which means both you and the and the character you're protecting are unharmed and out of danger. This character is now your ally, which I don't know. I feel like Maeve was already sort of your ally, but besties. Yeah, me and me, me and Maeve are cool. Just that's another reason why I've that protect someone makes so much sense is that's my homage, you know, true. What? It's like, we're, we're homies. I don't know. I was just going to go with it. I think my homage, 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 homage. Uh, is that the word? No, that doesn't mean that Are the two of you aliens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think the word he's thinking of is, I don't know how to say it. Homage. Homage. Yeah. But it doesn't mean what he thinks it means. That is, <laughs> it is certainly a word. I don't know what the fuck it is. I'm a big fan of this woman. She's my neighbor. I'm just, I just want to run and grab her. Totally fair. And this devil will not fuck her up. So you do this. You grab her as the devil. You grab Maeve. Uh, just as the devil swipes his terrible claws through the trees, uh, completely fruit ninjaing several of these trees, like uh, where they begin to fall. When you grab her, you absolutely get her and yourself out of harm's way, but your vision begins to go dark. And next time you blink and open your eyes, you find yourself with Maeve, but she's a seal, and you're in a cage on an island, and across from you, you see other cages, one that has Will in it, her son, one that has Bill in it, her ex-husband, and one that has Misty, her daughter, in it. So, I've already gone down this uh, little dance that we're doing. So I want to look at Maeve. I want to put both hands on Maeve's face. So we're both just looking at each other. Hey, Mama. Hey, 
Look here. Ray, Ray, what's what's happening? What's what is this? Hey. So I've seen what this thing can do, and this is what it does. None of this is real, and I just I need you to go. You need to run. Your kids are not here. Your kids are safe, and you need to just run to them. All right. Thank you so much. You've done everything we needed you to do. And now let us take care of it. I can promise you, no matter what you're seeing right now, it's not real. I'm going to say this counts as you borrowing Soothe to calm her down. That's that's what I was going to try to do. Yeah. Borrowing uh, Soothe from the Divine. She was on the verge of just going ballistic and you see her calm down with your very soothing words she looks around and I think I'm trying to decide you calmed her down so that she's easy to like work with but I think you're still gonna need to roll something to get out of this fear vision and I think it's going to be just act under pressure I think you're going to roll plus cool here okay because it's not protect someone, because you can't suffer harm here. Maybe. Well, well, that's a, that's a nine. It's either going to be you or her that's going to get out here, is what I'm going to say. It's going to be her. It's fine. Okay. Then you say these words to her, and she looks around, and she calms down, and she does, like, seem to realize that it doesn't make sense that... Um, her family would be here captured um, on this island where she grew up. You see other Selkies resting on the rocks around you. And she takes a step and it looks as though she's walking through the bars of this cage, but to you, she disappears. And with that, I think we're going to go to Ari. You see Ray Ray like basically tackle Maeve out of the way of the devil, uh, just as the devil chops down some trees with his claws. Uh, he's got his back to you. You still want to take your shot? Uh, I think I just want to go stab it in the, like, back between the shoulders with my divine sword. It's a devil. This is divine. I feel like they should meet. All right, roll kick some ass. That's not going to be good. Fuck. It's seven on the dice minus one. Oh, no. We tried our best. So the devil misses his shot against Maeve and uh, turns around in fury, anticipating your attack, and takes another swipe of his claw. And... You see the arena of the practice area of the FAE uh, around you suddenly as the devil bats your sword out of your hand um, and the sword flies off into the woods in an area where you cannot see it. And he brings another claw around and when he turns, you can see this horrifying uh, version of Sieb's face um, slack-jawed and staring lifelessly at you. And he brings his other claw up towards you and swipes you for three harm, and you go flying back once again. Uh, and you land with a thud on the floor of this arena. Oh. 
I'm a little more prepared for your illusions this time. Should I call you Sieb, or do you still prefer the Devil of Tate's Hell? I'm going to try to stand myself up a little bit and try to force a will out of this illusion. I think when you get up and you say these words to the devil, he's not there. No. You see Crete standing across the arena from you. And outside of it, you see watching you, Agent Goodfellow. You know that this is an illusion, but remember that you are somewhat consumed by your temptation for vengeance. Mm -hmm. And I think that you, in this moment, find yourself tempted to fight Goodfellow. And so you can either give in to your temptation here, or you can roll to act under pressure to resist it. I'm going to have to try to do that one. Okay. I should have been more specific. I'm going to try to roll to act under pressure as I have two health. Also, I feel feel like this is probably, I know we haven't said this in 20 episodes, due to a monster phenomenon or mystical effect. So I'm going to roll plus weird instead of cool. Um... You're resisting your temptation, which I don't think is like a magical Yeah, okay, fine. You're fine. You're right. (sighs) Let's see. My cool is zero. That is five on the dice. This is one of the few failures in Monster of the Week that you don't mark experience for. Oh, fun. Let me erase that right quick. Instead, get experience if you you willingly give in to the temptation. Oh, okay, okay. That makes sense. But you attempt to resist. You attempt to convince yourself, Ari, this is... Just an illusion, like, you're not really here, of course. Like, what are you doing? Um, But your drive for revenge, it mirrors that of Siebes against the devil in this moment. And you look at Goodfellow, and your temptation says, uh, Vengeance, use magic to inflict disproportionate retribution on someone who wronged you. So, um, yeah, I think that you just want to uh, do something magical to just fuck Goodfellow up. You did this to me. I think I'm going to put a wild bite in my mouth. Oh, shit. All right. uh, I'm going to roll plus weird. Motherfucker. (laughs) I quite unfortunately rolled a three plus two, which is a five. It's one of those days, Ferrari. Well, okay. let me ask you. How has Ari been doing with the wild bites, right? Because you kind of... Um, haven't been. You developed sort of an affinity for these things. Uh, you took so many of them that you like built up a tolerance to them. Do you think you've been snacking on them, so to speak, or have you legitimately not had one in a long time? Legitimately haven't had one since on recording, but I struggle to understand how long in-game that has been. Sure. As the person who's been recording it. Because I know it's been like many episodes since i've taken one but some of our episodes at least like a few weeks possibly a month right i'm gonna say that you uh get the regular role not the like the tolerant role so i still failed (laughs) you you get no but instead of rolling three times on the wild effect table you will roll twice on the wild effect if you forget your memory and get trapped in the sphere vision because you just think that you're back in time Mm -hmm. that might be like the end that might this might yeah. be the worst case well, what, scenario. Let's see which number don't I roll. <laughs> you shouldn't have told him that. 
He's going to say seven. <laughs> I'm not. I don't fake my rolls, guys. <laughs> I still call bullshit. <laughs> uh, that's six, hilariously. Um, minus one ongoing. Good. That will help. Um, oh, I actually changed it just a few minutes ago that six is extreme memory loss now. <laughs> <laughs> and nine, which is your mouth is replaced by that of a fake creature. So you pop this wild bite in your mouth, uh, wanting to develop some some crazy impressive effect that's going to freak good fellow out. <laughs> but instead you feel a pain in your jaw and goodfellow sees your mouth morph into you (laughs) your mouth basically looks like greedo from star wars like you have this fish person mouth (laughs) 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 and goodfellow uh looks at you kind of charging at him in this way and says is that supposed to impress me, little weed? I try to shoot him with my sword. And my funny duck lips. Oh, wait, I don't have the sword. Never mind. Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Right. My bad. I was going to ask if I'm wearing my clothes or if I'm dressed in my just pants battle arena uniform. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. Or if I'm in my black suit, like, I don't know. I think you're in your just pants battle uniform. I think maybe just scooping up some of the chalk dust from the ring of the fighting arena to cover my hands and then using my hands to make the harming rune. I'm just going to try to use magic to inflict harm. Just going to try to create a rune and send it at him. Okay, roll, use magic. That is nine on the dice. Plus one is a ten, right? I have minus one ongoing, so my plus two weird is only a one. So nine on the dice plus one is a ten. Okay. Uh, so yeah, your magic works as intended. I think you create this harming rune, and it flies towards him, kind of morphing into a dagger as it goes. Like, not like a literal dagger, but like more of like a bolt kind of shape. It's The rune stretches as it flies through the air. And it hits Goodfellow. And he just laughs. And I think with that, we are going to go back to Ray Ray on Selkie Island. (laughs) You know that this is an illusion, so you can kind of attempt to get out of it. But but right now you're still stuck there. What do you do? Okay. I'm guessing none of y'all want to let me out of here, huh? I think when you talk, when you say that, the the Selkies all look at you, um, whereas they maybe weren't paying attention before, and they just start to, like, stare menacingly at you. Um, and you even notice that Bill and the kids, they have grabbed the bars of their cage, and they aren't, like, crying from fear or whatever. They are just uh, kind of staring at you with this really blank expression. Yeah. Yeah, I'm getting to go over this shit. Y'all want to come attack me? Hmm? Do you want to fight me? How about you cut this stupid shit out and you got me? Matter of fact, I'm just fucking coming to you. 
I want to rip the cage open with no limits. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Roll no limits. <laughs> oh, God. Sparkle. I, where did that go? <laughs> <laughs> I'm using my angry Ray Ray energy, and I just tossed my dice. Just so, the dice. So far away. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's an 11. You tear out of this cage, and the Selkies begin to be alarmed at this point, and they start to scoot towards you. And you maybe even hear the devil begin to respond to your comments, um, but the tearing of the cage extends to the world, the illusion around you, and it sort of rips open, and you find yourself in the forest once again. I promise I'm every time it attacks someone who's not you guys. I'm rolling to see who <laughs> there's so many people. I can't like objectively make a decision. So I'm rolling. It attacks another one of the fucking cultists. <laughs> I'm not. I promise I didn't bring <laughs> unnamed NPCs in here. Just so they're fodder. There's a bunch <laughs> of cell keys. And then I just see a random cultist just like, hey, guys. And uh, yeah, the devil is. Uh, devouring this cultist. <laughs> uh, and you see Ari very clearly kind of shaken into one of these fear visions. What do you do now? So I see Ari, like I see a physical form of Ari. Yes, and he has this terrified expression on his face. Yes. So I will walk up to Ari. I will grab his face. Which is a fish? Oh, yeah. Hey, stupid. Wake up. I think when you grab his face, you find yourself in an arena, a dusty oh, arena. And <laughs> um, you are now holding Ari's face, his fish face, and he very clearly just cast a spell. Um, but yeah, Ari, you now all of a sudden have Ray Ray in front of you grabbing your cheeks. <laughs> when did you get here? I'm not fucking red and you know it. This stupid-ass candy shit's getting old. Now's not the time. Who the fuck are they? I'm pretty sure you've met everyone here, actually. Oh, my head hurts. Yeah, Ray Ray, you look around and you see Goodfellow, and even Sieb standing next to him. And, and you met Creed on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Why, where are we? Why are you here? I am very injured, and my face is very scaly. We need to go home, Ari. Did you bring a car? You are the car. <laughs> bring us the fuck home. We've got more important shit to do than this. I guess I'll try to force a will again, if I can, with his help, telling me that this isn't real. Hey, yeah, what is, what is Ari thinking in this moment? What's going through his head? Well, with Ray Ray telling me that this isn't real, I think is the biggest help of him reminding me of why we're here and what we're doing. Right. But I am very nearly dead and very injured. Okay, roll Force of Will then. And if I fail this roll, I will be one away from death. Eight on the dice, plus one is a nine. Uh, I can help out with that. And it's going to be adorable. Okay, what do you do? <laughs> I just want to give Ari a big hug. Oh, so many hugs in this episode. Ari, it ain't real. Bring us home, and let's get Sarah back. 
squeeze. Uh, maybe as as he squeezes me, like the uh, as he squeezes me, the wave of green energy shoots out and dissolves the mirage, dissolves the illusion. Michael, yeah, let's see what Ray Ray rolls. Oh yeah, shit, he's got to roll. <laughs> oh, it's fine. Yeah, that's a ten to get me to a ten. Yeah, so you get to a ten. Okay, so that means the spell effect is ended, right? It is. Yes. So yeah, this green energy shoots out from this sweet little hug of the two of you, and uh, the illusion surrounding you fizzles away. What you see now is the devil of Tate's Hell uh, has discarded the cultist he was feasting on, and you see lightning streaking from... Uh, he doesn't use his hand like Sarah does. It's just kind of like he puts his hands together, doesn't clasp them, but like just kind of like places his hands facing one another. And between them, um, this streak of lightning shoots out and it is, uh, coursing into, uh, pool, the will of the wisp pool in Ignis's body. Well, that's not great. Yeah. Let's stop that. <sighs> How far away are we? I mean, I think all of the the victims, so to speak, all of the helpers, the magic helpers, are off in the woods. Ray, you see that Maeve has uh, Maeve isn't there. She's she's run back to safety. Um, but uh, so Iggy's body pool is far away, but the devil's a little bit closer. I mean, I'm my my first instinct is I'm going to spear the devil because he is quite tall spear like jump into his midsection and tackle like, him i tackle him i grab the back of his knees and tackle him from the lowest point from there and try to knock him down on the floor okay cool and basically just remind him ray ray's home i think i feel like this is kick some ass and you're trying to force him where you want him yeah all right make money don't fuck up now. Oh, well, well. Oh, that's still good. That's a 10. Okay. Wow. You're rolling like crazy today. I a lot of sevens. Well, that's a seven on the dice. It's, you know, my kick some asses plus three. So, okay, what's your, I um, do you pick, you force them where you want them? Uh, yeah, I would like to force them where I want them, where they lose, they basically lose track of this thing that they're doing. Just put their eyes on me. And I will count this as a claw attack if that's what you you feel like you're... Yeah, yeah. But they still do damage to you, so in this, you're now sort of like wrestling with this beast. In the, like, skirmish here, uh, you take a claw for three harm. All right, I have to heal that. <laughs> I have okay. to try to. Roll your move. Cool. Please be okay. Okay, yeah, that's okay. That's uh, that's a nine. So I'll heal two. Okay. So I'll take one harm. Well, it's one harm, but don't you have one armor? I mean, you're you're in your gator form. Oh, I am in my gator form. So I take no. It's been harm. a while. Thank you. Okay. I'm so sorry. You're good. It really good. has been a while since I've. Yeah. So I take no harm. So you have how much harm do you have left to take? Uh, now I am still sitting at three from, from dying. 
three from dying and Ari is at two from dying. Is that right? Yeah, you're correct. So the Gator Man tussles with the devil of Tate's Hell. Uh, Ari, as this happens, you run up to uh, Poole in Ignis's body. And Poole is, I mean, it's hard to track like how much, how damaged uh, a wisp looks. But a little bit of the light has faded from Ignis. Um, what do you do? Pool, can you hear me? Um, gonna open the lighter and like gesture in their direction. Get in here, it will keep you safe. And Pool flies into the lighter. You, though, are in a lot of pain, and your injuries that you have sustained are about to get worse if you don't do anything about it. I'm going to try to heal myself here, now that Ignis's wisp form is secure. Okay, roll, use magic. Okay. Everybody, cross your fingers on all your hands. <sighs> Seven on the dice... Still minus one, so only plus one is an eight. Choose a glitch. Um, I get a gnarly scar is my glitch. Oh, I used this might sting to heal three harm and get a gnarly scar. So you see you're already scar. What what wounds have you even sustained? I don't even remember at this point. I just got clawed quite a bit by Uh, a devil. I think that's the most pressing. I came in with two harm already from um, Force of Willing, the Claude, and something from many episodes ago that I hadn't healed from. Um, I think that a flash of green goes up and uh, cures this claw wound across you. Um, Part of the scar, that it comes up quite a bit up your neck uh, in kind of an area of your skin that's pretty noticeable. So we now see... Uh, a scar coming up from your neckline up towards your ear uh, where the devil had clawed you. This is a good turtleneck. Oh yeah, the turtleneck's totally (laughs) hanging open. I like this shirt. I really said it looked good. Sugar, spice, and everything dice. These were the ingredients selected to create the most badass ladies in all of Arcandrum, each treated to a vision of the possible destruction that could befall the world if they did not stop it. Thus, the dream team was born. With their skills combined, Sildwen, the wild wood elf who is one with nature and doesn't understand the rest of the world. She'll find new friends that may inspire her to consider new ideals and learn to love a world outside of just the woods. Poppy, a skilled falconer with a history of mercenary work, some more questionable than others. She's a lover of ale, a good fight, and her best friend Pudge. 
Though she is loud and opinionated, she has a big heart. Zuri, a sarcastic bard of both lore and shanties, is always on the lookout for a new story to tell in the taverns. Jinx, a chaotic cleric and devout worshipper to the best goddess in all of the world, of course, Kiavani. She is a bundle of rainbows, sunshine, and butterflies. Are dedicating their lives to fighting the forces of evil. Crit Like a Girl is a cinematic podcast featuring the adventures of four strong women and an adorable little owl. Join us every other Monday and come see how we crit like a girl. Hello and welcome all you sweet and savory shrimps. I don't know about you, but I am on the edge of my seat this episode, so I'm going to make this quick. I want to start by thanking all of you for listening. And want to say thank you again for all the recent reviews we've gotten lately. Seeing those just make this whole thing worth doing, and we love every single one of them. Thank you so much. I want to extend another congratulations to the winner of our Shrimp and Crits Day Shrimp Dice Giveaway. Mr. Jason, congratulations on that. And I want to encourage everybody to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can interact with us there. You can also find us on the Cast Junkie Discord server. There's a link to that server in our show notes every episode. There's a lot of great podcasts on there, and it's really fun to just have everybody in one place where you can chat with them and talk about the new episodes and everything like that. We do live listens to our episodes in the Cast Junkie server on every release Monday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We all get in a chat, and somebody plays the episode, and we all live react in the text chat. It is very fun to see how everybody feels about the new episodes, and I encourage you all to come and join us. Before I let you get back to the episode, I just want to remind everybody that word of mouth is the best way to advertise a podcast. If you know anybody, if you play tabletop games with anybody that you think would like what we do, just tell them our name and show them the first episode. Maybe send them a link to it. It's things like that that really grow our show, and we would appreciate it so much. And if you haven't already, rate and review us on whatever podcatcher you use. Ryan is nearly sated with all of his stars, and we're almost to the sex number on Apple Podcasts. Our next episode will be out August 29th, and I'm sure there will be more of us in the middle tro next time. See you then. So, Sarah, there is a flash of bright golden light and little sparkles, little uh, sparks of this golden uh, energy around you as you appear in the forest uh, next to the paper mill. You see around you uh, several of the people that were helping with the spell kind of writhing in fear and you recognize that they are all kind of uh stuck in this vision uh that the devil is showing them whatever each one of their personal fears are you see on the ground uh about 40 yards away um you see ray ray rolling around and fighting and clawing with the devil of tate's hell and you can you've seen Ray Ray fight a lot. 
um, you can see that he is pretty beat up. You can see that his scales are ripping and red is visible uh, between the green. You can see uh, blood kind of coming down from his, uh, like a scrape in his head. Um, you can see that Ray Ray looks pretty much as bad as you've seen him, uh, similar to when you saw him fighting with uh, Genevieve. You also see the blue light of Ignis fizzle out, uh, but which alarms you, but then you realize that you see Ari holding his lighter out. Uh, you see him heal himself. You also see at your feet Isolde's sword. Fuck yeah. I'm going to pick up the sword. It burns you. <laughs> no one fucking does it. How dare you? I've waited so long for this. Isolde's sword does not <laughs> it, it explodes. If it did, I would be so mad. You expect maybe some pain when you pick up Isolde's sword, because every time you've tried to pick up one of these swords before, it's it's hurt you. It's conflicted with the devil power within you. Uh, but this time, it feels good in your hand. You hold it. It feels properly weighted. You feel like you can confidently wield this sword. I'm going straight for the devil and Ray Ray. Not going for Ray Ray. You're, yeah. you're going <laughs> to for help me? Out, to help out Ray Ray. So you run past the writhing bodies of all the um, all the afraid helpers, uh, you know, Greg and Catalina and Johnny and Brittany and all of, all the good folks. And you step over the body of one of the dead cultists. Oh, no. Uh, and you run towards the devil and Ray. What what are you trying to do here? Are you trying more to to like protect Ray to get him out of there, or are you going for a kick some ass kind of thing? I, a little bit of both. I want to get Ray out of there, but I want to do so by hitting the devil. And I have a new move. Oh, shit. I don't know if you want me to talk about it yet. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Uh, why, <laughs> why don't we, tell me what your move is. We'll talk about your playbook a little bit later. Your, uh, the move is precise strike. When you inflict harm on a monster, you can aim for a weak spot. Roll plus tough. On a 10 plus, you inflict plus two harm. On a seven and nine, you inflict plus one harm. On a miss, you leave yourself open to the monster. Okay. So you're attacking with the sword and you are striking for a weak His spot. Weakness. You tell me where that weak spot is. His face sounds kind of graphic yeah i mean i feel like maybe aim for the neck it's got a necklace we talked about this yeah. like it looks like that weird <laughs> oh. uh weird looney tunes fur monster i think face is probably your get do you not remember the name of the monster already in i deleted the tab yeah it's gone from your brain <laughs> it's again, never, never, never i mean in in muppets terms it's sweetums oh my god all right <laughs> I'm going for the face. Stab that motherfucker. You haven't seen his face yet. True. But get that face. That is a nine. God, so close. All right. I can help out. How could you help out? <laughs> so I could turn around. I see Sarah. 
I see that she's able to hold this sword now. <laughs> I just want to shove him down. So roll help out. I barely did. Uh-oh. <laughs> That's a seven. You grant them plus one, but you expose yourself to trouble or danger. So I think you do shove him into the ground, but he gets a an arm free in this motion and uh, strikes you, kind of backhands you with his claw. Um, and you're going to take... <laughs> you're going to take three harm and you sort of fly off of him. Uh, but he is... Uh, exposed and prone for Sarah to drive her sword into his face. I do have to try to heal that. Okay, roll that real it's quick. okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, I heal two. Alrighty. Fuck you. Yeah. So Sarah, what, you get to choose one extra effect because you now rolled a 10, that's right? It's on a 10 plus you inflict plus two harm, so it's the weapon plus two. Oh, is this not kick some ass? It's kick some ass, but it's it's called precise strike. This is your rolling after you kick some ass to inflict even more harm. So oh. you you rolled kick some oh. ass, you choose an extra effect, and then you will roll precise strike. Um, so what's your first before you roll? What's your extra effect? Okay, are we using that roll and raise help out for my kick some ass? Yes, you already rolled kick some ass. I guess I want to gain the advantage and take plus one forward. Yeah, th that works quite well because you can take that plus one forward to your yeah. precise strike. Uh, so this thing flings Ray off of him. You slash the devil. It across this slash glows with golden energy and you can tell it does more harm than it would because of the holy magic. And if you want to go for this precise strike, you see that its face is exposed. Uh, however, you do see that it is Sieb's face on this devil. This is when you, uh, this is when you see his slack-jawed, uh, kind of decomposing skin amidst the uh, goat fur of this uh, strange um, Beelzebub. Sarah, just do it. Yeah, I'm just gonna go for it. I think just from like the interaction I just had with Sieb I feel like something is telling me that it's okay well not it's okay but <laughs> that this isn't really Sieb uh, okay then if you're going to aim for that face roll precise strike plus tough oh shit that's pretty good that is an 11 damn you do two additional harm to this thing as you drive the sword uh, into its face. It grabs you and its claws sink into your skin. Uh, and you're going to take three harm as it does this. But I will say that some of its claws uh, are blocked by your... They try to sink into your arm, but they're blocked by your buckler. Uh, it's called the Tear of Hope, um, and that gives you one armor. It grabs you like this, and you can hear coming from this slack-jawed, uh, sword-stabbed face of Sieb, uh, his mouth doesn't move, but you hear these this voice coming from it. You hear, Sarah, we could have been so good together. Why 
Why have you forsaken me? You're not my type. <laughs> I, th- I think with that, we're going to go to Ari. Um, you finish healing yourself. You see a flash of gold off in the distance, and you see Sarah pick up Isolde's sword and run towards the devil and uh, stab her sword into his face. Uh, what do you do? Well, that's new. <laughs> All right, we'll go to Ray Ray. <laughs> yeah, that show would be so funny, actually. <laughs> that's really fucking funny. Um, I'm going to try to trap the devil in place. I'm going to try to uh, reconnect myself to the big rune in the forest here and use it to hold him down like we tried before. All right, roll. Minus one on going. Thanks. <laughs> With your fish mouth. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, that is snake eyes. Plus one is a three. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> I leveled up. Congratulations. Well, I, well, I can't I can't help that out. Uh, me neither. <laughs> I only have one luck. You try to reach back into this rune on the ground and trap the beast once more, um, but you feel something go awry, and you feel something, uh, some of your magic tear open and become undone, and you hear, It's time for Clan and Back. Clan screaming the nightmare episode to party. Oh, yes. (laughs) What? (laughs) Sarah, Ray Ray, what do you guys do? (laughs) I mean, straight up, I'm still sitting here on this devil. Uh, No, he flung you. He, like, knocked you. He's super strong. I want to straight up Hulk and Loki, Claude. <laughs> I just want to go grab Claude. Oh my Claude. god! <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as I see him, <laughs> and just uh, fucking uh. fling him around, slam him down, and make him go home. Take <laughs> <laughs> him down, slam him around, and make him go home. Okay, <laughs> you bully. Uh... Roll kick some ass, but with disadvantage. Roll three dice and. Take the worst two results. <laughs> well, that's a eight. Um, okay, so you're going to inflict harm on one another. Are you clawing, Claude? <sighs> yeah, I guess I have to because I can't use my teeth. Um, okay, Claude is going to take three. So Claude, like, scritches at you, not even scratches, scritches at you, um, and it does nothing. Now is not the fucking time. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, ouch. <laughs> you hurt, Carl. It's not for nice. I'm just trying to help my good devil friend. Well, he's not going to like the next turn when I smack the devil with him. <laughs> uh, Sarah, the devil uh, throws you to the ground and... You can see his hand burn as he grabs the sword um, and he pulls it out of his face and he throws it as quickly and as far as he possibly can. Oh, that's unfortunate. (laughs) What? (laughs) You see the devil start to uh, run past you 
and he's charging towards Sorcha, who is uh, hovering in the air, and you see them kind of looking back and forth and looking very fearful. What do you do? I, I'm going to try to use protect someone by using my my teardrop-shaped buckler. The tear of hope. Hopefully the pointy end has a little sharpness to it. Okay, roll protect someone, plus tough. Um, that is a nine. Okay, so you protect them okay, but you'll suffer some or all of the harm that they were of going course. to get. <laughs> <laughs> you're not faster than the devil, but you're able to like go at an angle to where you intercept the devil, and you are going to get hit by the devil's claws. I'm going to say not the full three. It's just going to kind of graze you for two. Um, but yeah, you do, mostly because you get that buckler just positioned so perfectly uh, to where you, um, it absorbs most of the hit. Okay, but it is two, right? It's not minus one because of the buckler. No, still minus one. because So you take a total of one harm. Okay. Um, and you have protected Sorcha, but pissed off this devil. He should be pissed. Ari, what do you do after this magic fails you so spectacularly? Oh, good. Um, I'm going to go and try to find the sword that was tossed. Yeah, I mean, you would have seen it get thrown. I'm not going to make you roll to find it, but I am oh, going to say it takes some time for you to get to it and then get back to everyone, uh, everyone else. Sure. Let's check in on Ray Ray and uh, and Cloud. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. I want to take Cloud and I want to beat the devil with him. I don't know that you need to roll for that. I mean, it's not going to do. <laughs> it's not going to do. Well, because I'm trying. I'm trying to hurt Claude. I I don't even care about hurting the devil. I'm trying to hurt Claude and make him go away. <laughs> okay. But it's also going to make the devil be like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> sure. Why do you why don't you roll kick some ass on Claude and we'll maybe you can force him where you want him. Cool. On to uh, the devil. I'm rolling. Yeah. Disadvantage. So three mm -hmm, dice. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. That's an 11. <laughs> Oh my god, even with disadvantage? <laughs> yeah, that's an <laughs> Jesus. So you force them where you want them. You do the three harm. I think Claude is out. Uh, Cla Claude is out. Six harm, that's wild. Um, <laughs> and you, uh, you throw Claude basically at the devil, which uh, makes him real cross. And uh, the devil grabs Sarah and you can see his eyes go this like uh shadowy swirly uh effect goes goes over them and then he just kind of looks at you puzzled which is not a normal thing for the devil you suddenly realize that he's trying to put you in a fear vision sarah but the tear of hope the buckler around your arm uh, is glowing with this golden power. Then he gets hit over the head with <laughs> with, a, <laughs> with Claude screaming the nightmare imp. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! And he turn he turns to look at Ray Ray, 
after just fucking destroying Claude on him, I just I I do look at the devil and just give out a big hiss. Just fucking just ah. that was a good but <laughs> terrible <laughs> noise. Fucking great. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna run up to Sarah and hand her the sword back. You drop this. You need to finish this. Very cool shield, by the way. Nice face. Yeah, I have a terrible fish face. I know, thank you. All right, now I'm going to stab this devil. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Roll to kick some ass. That is a seven. Could be worse. Yeah, I can't help out for uh, yeah. enough to where that it's, matters. It's not actually. Help. Yes, can I we can. all help out and actually, all put a hand on the sword? <laughs> actually, <laughs> hold on. Yes, I can. I will help out. But what is it? You have advanced. Yes. But is it plus three? If I, you get a twelve. If I get oh yeah, yeah advanced yeah. Oh, help yeah. out, you get a twelve. And actually, I think that you like hissing and. Goading the devil here is enough to help out. I think that you yeah. uh, are in a position to roll, so do it. Plus cool. Dope. That's Don't 12. Say, Nate, guys. Okay. <laughs> no, that's 12. So you get my advanced. So you got a 12. You're lying. No, legit. <laughs> you guys said I you lie hear, about my rolls. Ryan hear. hasn't rolled under 10 this whole <laughs> two games. Hey, remember when you all turned like different playbooks and got different numbers? I didn't. I just, just leveled up better. a lot. Sure, sure. <laughs> What's your plus cool? Two. I have plus two tough, plus two cool, plus three weird, and minus one charm. Ten. You rolled a ten on the dice and got plus. Two. I rolled a ten on the dice. I okay. literally just took a picture of it without <laughs> anyone hearing that shuffling. Means nothing. <laughs> With no one hearing shuffling, I just took a picture of it. With no one hearing shuffling. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Okay, so here's what happens. Sarah, you run at the back of the devil. He entirely has his back to you. And um, Ray Ray sees this and um, makes this gesture this this uh gator guttural gator throaty hiss to tempt the devil into attacking him he looks beat up the devil the devil here is like going in for the kill on ray ray Um, but we see sarah launch into the air with isolda's uh quartz sword and stab it into his back and there is a golden glow and a spark of red electricity shoots out from the wound and golden sparks kind of like shudder through the body of this creature there is this brilliant illumination and when your vision returns the devil slumps to the ground turning into ash as it falls and the final part of it hits the ground and there is just a pile of dust and black sludge seeping into the earth ray turns and just gives sarah a big hug i was about to say if ray's closest i'm gonna hug ray i'm gonna dig through the ash and look for 
seep. Uh, there's no seep to be found. No, 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 no. Sarah, where is he? Ray Ray. Where is seep? Sorry, we didn't know where she was. Were you with him? He's somewhere. Sarah, were you with him? No, I mean, he. I didn't even know what was happening. He just... There were extra runes in the circle, and I went through one, and he went through another. I don't. I don't really know. It was a lot going on at once. Right, right. Can... All right, we were both there. Right, right. Can I see Stella? We know this is one thing, and Sieve is another. We'll find him. Can I see Stella, please? Yeah. Here. I want to underhand hold this knife and jab it into the air in front of me and try to cut a tear to Seeb's cabin. Oh, shit. With my, the level up, up I just took. Yes. Jesus I made, Christ. I made a rope for it while everyone was busy. Uh, well, let me let me make sure I approve of the effect of the rote. It's called tear away on a 10. Pl- oh, first of all, you need an object of power, which must be wielded. I.e. a magic blade, which Stella is. Mm-hmm. Runes are symbols engraved on a surface. Uh, Stella does have the rune on the hilt. On a 10+, plus, the tear opens and allows passage. On a 7 to 9, the tear opens, pick a glitch. And on a miss, the tear opens, but to the least fortunate place. Okay. Um... But we can edit it how you will. That's just what I... Those are quick. Yeah, let's go with that for now. Um... So, yeah, roll plus weird. Okay. I still have my minus one, correct? <laughs> yes. Yeah, great. Oh, fuck. That was close. That is six on the dice plus one is a seven. So pick a glitch. Okay, pick a glitch. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say it's a short duration. I'm going to cut this hole with Stella and before he jumps in I do have something to say to him. I very don't know if I'm going to give you time but you can say it as I'm leaving it's a very it's a very small thing when he gets Stella cuts it open and me and Ari were both in the Sieb situation in his head Sieb situation yeah the Sieb I can't say it I'm not going to try to while he's walking through, just, hey, I'm getting them home. Take all the time you need. Yeah, I'm going to go through. I think that once the tear closes, um, the people around you are starting to, uh, you know, regain their their um, their fortitude, their, uh, their with itness. And Brittany is the first one to <laughs> what what with itness i like it yeah with it yeah whatever <laughs> oh, i get it and i love it i've just never heard that before <laughs> uh and britney's the first one to run up to the two of you now and um she says uh okay cool sword shield combo <laughs> glad you're glad you're um I assume it worked, but I and I'm happy. Don't get me wrong, but like we we can't be. He was hurt. We 
I have to start immediately. You guys look like shit. I have to. I mean, I'm not a veterinarian. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully you can turn back into a person. But like, we got to start tending to wounds here. We got to get back to the infirmary. I'm I'm just going to drop my shield and sword and just hug Brittany. She hugs you and Ray Ray. I think that you see uh, Brittany has tears in her eyes um, as they embrace. And uh, but then I think she maybe then uh, realizes that you saw this and gives you this like death stare. Like if you ever, <laughs> if you ever, like, if you, I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> yeah, because this is this is the weird part about about our day. <laughs> <laughs> okay, infirmary first, and then you can tell me where you want to go. Hell yeah. Uh, I do walk around the woods, just Johnny. Oh, God, is Johnny dead? Where's Johnny? (laughs) Johnny, you good? I know you wouldn't have gone too far. Johnny has one hand on a tree and is just kind of like holding himself up and staring into the ground. Oh, I think when he sees you, he like gets he momentarily looks frightened uh, because you're still in gator form, right? Yeah, yeah, I haven't changed out. And then he just, he like puts, puts it back together. He remembers that he saw you transform and, uh, but like, you know, it's been a long time. He's been afraid of the Gator man. It's going to be a lot. It's going to be hard for him to adjust. Uh, but he looks at you and he says, oh, uh, sorry, sorry, Ray. I'm, I'm, it's going to take me a while to get used to this. Hey, bud, I put my hand on like the back of his head, not like in a, in the, in the buddy way, you know, thank you. You did a lot of good for this town today. I I had no idea that you, that, that the Gator Man is... Well, I had no idea what you do, but I'm sorry for the radio show trying to blow your cover all these years. I Well, if it makes you feel better, you're mostly talking about Mama... But, um... <laughs> Loretta was the gator man? I really shouldn't have said that. Uh... Holy shit. Hey, Johnny. How about you come over soon? Me and you'll sit down. We'll have a nice long talk. Yeah, that... That'd be good. But thank you, man. Can we put all this gator menace behind us? Of course. I'll change back into just Ray. That's a sight. And shake his hand. Gator. Now you're the gator. It's just me, Ray, man. Man with the plan. You know, you really don't gotta think about it that much. Now you're the croc... the crocodile... crocodile... Alright, now we're getting on the same page. (laughs) Crocodile rocker? No, that's shit. That's so bad. Um... Hey. Yeah? You can call me Ray. (laughs) That sounds good. Get home safe, brother. Okay. Ari, where did you go? I was attempting to go to Sieb's ethereal cabin landscape, where he brought me previously. I don't know if it has a name per se. Yeah, yeah, his uh, his farm. It's it looks. I think it's a little weird when you first get there because it looks a lot like it did in the horrible vision that you saw of his mm-hmm. past. But it's all cool and purple. Uh, but it has that, yeah 
you know, Black Panther's soul realm fucking purple hue to it. When you enter the doorway, you see uh, Sieb sitting in a rocking chair and uh, holding... Major is way too big to be a lapdog, but he is holding Major uh, in his arms, just kind of uh, scratching his neck. Hey, just for me, just because... I, can we just say, when I came into this world, my face is not a fish anymore? <laughs> <laughs> can, can I just have this? Can I have a nice moment without being a fish? <laughs> yes, I'll give it to you that you have no okay, fish thank face. You. That's so nice. <laughs> See, but are, are you well? What happened? You cast the spell perfectly. As I designed it. And what does that mean for you? I'm here. I'm okay. I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on myself, to be honest with you. See, Bird, are you... And I want to, like, go up and put my hand on his face. You are relieved to find that you touch his face and... It's warm. Oh, thank God. And he's there, and he's okay. And he looks up at you with your hand on his face. The devil, it was somehow me, but, but another, another me. I, because of the forest, the swamp, Tate's Hell, the story's about me getting lost. I believe that I'm some version of of a chronicled, and it's possible that, well, my theory anyway is that, based on what we saw about my past, when when we saw what happened, the stories were, there were different accounts. It was told different ways, and it gave creation to. Two different seed tates. I think, luckily for us, it looks like there is just one of you now. The devil is dead, Seab. Sarah, she killed it. It turned to ash in front of us. That... That is a tremendous relief. <sighs> Hopefully now you can get some rest. I will... Rest for a time, yes. I've been on high alert for a very long while. But I want you to take this for now. And he reaches behind him and grabs his katana. And he hands it to you. I, I imagine that Sarah, now that she's not cursed, will probably want Isolde's sword. I was just holding it for her anyway. It's always been hers. This isn't the same, but it's got some of the same energy about it. Hopefully, you can still use it. Thank you, Seab. I know I need to go back and finish everything with them. We need to stop Blue Blood and we need to stop Goodfellow, but I will come back. And time works a little differently here, so I don't need to go just yet. 
and I'm going to kiss him. He pulls you into his lap and kisses you back, and the camera fades to black. For the first time in like a hundred episodes, we're going to do the end of session questions because we finally got to the end of the arc. I'm excited. Oh, shit. Actually, before we do that, let's go over Sarah's new playbook because that was fucking badass, Katie. That was badass. (laughs) That was some good, Uh, good shit. I did it. (laughs) All right. So what is Sarah now? I genuinely yelled at her last night because she showed me her Why playbook. would you genuinely yell at her? I didn't show like, you. I laid it on my pillow and you might have looked at it. And I was like, I didn't want to see this. I didn't want to see where you're going to be. Oh, you wanted to be surprised. You yeah, didn't. I you like weren't it. supposed to read it. You thought you did that yourself. Why was your character sheet on your pillow? My desk is next to our bed. I was reading it in bed. Don't shame us, man. (laughs) (laughs) I only asked a question. (laughs) Well, you're asking too many questions. (laughs) (laughs) Let's have Ian ask us some questions. Katie, why don't you invite the audience onto your pillow so that they can see your character (laughs) sheet? Yes, yes. So I am... Sarah F. and Payne, the expert. That's what my sheet says. Sarah what? F. and Payne, <laughs> the yeah. expert. I have minus one charm because that will never change, I guess. Plus one cool, plus three sharp, plus one tough, and plus one weird. Ian was nice enough to give me two lucks, so I have two lucks to use. <laughs> like until you're doomed? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't I didn't allow I gave her some free level ups. Oh um, okay. and I didn't give her full luck back because we're I feel like at this point yeah. you've all used so much fucking luck. You're not You don't have to justify it. Yeah. Also, it's starting to become a little bullshit because I'm at the same luck as (laughs) both of them, and I've had the same (laughs) sheet since the Uh beginning. Uh (laughs) Okay, so what moves did you pick? I picked I've read about this sort of thing. Very cool. Um, roll plus sharp instead of plus cool when you act under pressure. Oh, that's very cool. Precise strike, which we saw in action. <laughs> I won't read that. Um, and then I picked the woman with the plan at the beginning of each mystery. Roll plus sharp on a 10 plus hold two on a seven, nine hold one. Spin the hold to be where you need to be prepared and ready. On a miss, the keeper holds one that can spin to put you in the worst place, unprepared and unready. That's cool, because that's kind of like the less spooky version of your hunches move, which Mm -hmm. is neat. Yeah, and then I still have lay on hands, and I still have what could go wrong. Nice. Um, Awesome. You get three monster-slaying weapons. What would those be? I said mallet and wooden stakes because there's a lot of vampires around. So, yeah, it says 
That does three harm. Yeah. What does three harm? <laughs> a mallet, mallet and wooden, wooden stakes. stakes. Yeah, because you're putting it through the heart. It only does three harm if you get them it's in the heart. Intimate and slow and wooden. Those are all three yeah. very yeah, sexual I, words. <laughs> I guess slow meaning <laughs> it's not sexual unless you make it weird. <laughs> unless just, I guess that's just something you do. <laughs> <laughs> I guess slow is the kicker there because it's like the mallet implies you have to like get it on hammer something it. that's in near necessary, like sort of incapacitated and like hammer it in. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Brutal. And then anyway. I went with would a Zolda's sword or my dad's sword be any of these? Because I was thinking one of those would stay as my weapon. Um, I think that the sword? silver sword essentially is what it is, but um, probably change the the silver tag to something like holy because it'll divine be, is what it was on mine. Divine, okay. yeah, 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 which is basically the same thing, just more flavored towards our shit. And then I was thinking magical, magical dagger, but I feel like that's too close to Stella. That's exactly Stella. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know where I would just find a magical dagger. How do I get Jeez. that? What about your gun? Well, yeah, there is a there is an option for a magnum and a shotgun. Yeah. Too. I was, I was what about a flamethrower? Fuck it. What about a fucking flamethrower? I, I was looking at the flamethrower. <laughs> I'm gonna go with magnum. Let's do that. I like the magnum as like just a more power. It's a more powerful gun, right? So like, yeah. Sarah's like ready to uh, graduate to a gun with a little bit more kick because she's ready to be a badass now yeah not that it's badass to shoot guns kids stay in school <laughs> yeah stay in school There's nothing cool about shooting guns unless you're saving the world from atlantis monsters yep awesome that's so cool i love this playbook choice um i'm very excited you went for it because i feel like sarah has gone through and learned a lot from her experiences cool cool shit oh and i took trust your gut as my magic move oh back to basics baby very good and what's your weird again (laughs) plus one good 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 all right so we're we'll do the end of session experience uh everyone did we conclude the current mystery sure did i am no longer possessed there i don't understand how we couldn't have. I think we concluded two <laughs> mysteries, but yeah. yeah. We've concluded a couple mysteries since <laughs> the last time we did this. The mystery yeah. was the devil of Tate's Hell. So yes, yes. you concluded the devil yes. by killing it. Uh, did we save someone from certain death or worse? Absolutely. Yes, Sarah. Everybody. Everyone who was there seen myself. Sarah? Except for that one cultist. Nope, sorry. Sorry, Greg. Oh, wait, not Greg. Sorry. No, it's not Greg. <laughs> I I was the random name off the top of my head. Sorry, Joe. Like, don't don't you just kill Greg <laughs> out off camera? <laughs> yes. Um, yes, you saved you saved people. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, For did, once in our fucking lives, we <laughs> saved people. <laughs> did we learn something new and important about the world? Did we? <laughs> no. Well, I mean, Sieb was a big reveal, but I guess <laughs> that's a, yeah. Um, I mean, oh I, yeah, no, no, I I disagree. Yes, 
Well, because me and you went into Sieve's memories. Yeah, I just I guess I wasn't saying that's about the world. That's kind of about like a person. Yeah. But if, if well, that that's works, very then... much about the world, though, just like how like the devil you learned not a lot or not everything, but you learned something about Chronicle, uh, the Chronicled, which is kind yeah. of shrouded in mystery in a lot of sure. ways. Um, but you did learn some that I changed some, my answer. Some to pieces yes. to the puzzle that might eventually <laughs> come together. Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? I, I mean, I personally talking as Ray Ray, I would guess yes. What did we learn about Ray? Ari knows what the fuck love is. <laughs> oh, you learned <laughs> this about is Ari. true. Yeah, we we have realized that Ari has a heart. No, I only know you as a cold motherfucker. <laughs> Nah, I, I don't think so. I, th- I, I, I think you knew I, that your mom and I loved each other. and n- there, That's a different love. Like, I love you. Okay. I love Katie. I don't love you like I love Katie. No, yeah. That no, would I be that. weird. <laughs> I mean, I'm open. <laughs> we can go see a movie or something. We can take a no on it. I'm just saying, like, character to character. It's like... Yeah, Ray's never known Ari to care about. You learned the Grinch had a heart. Yeah. That's nice. That makes this sense. was like a very big caring That's fair. arc for Ari. Mm-hmm. To where Ray learned, you know, he has a lot of different emotions that he than he thought he did. I think that speaks a lot to the aspect of Ari's character that is like learning to be human after a lifetime of servitude to non-human yeah, people. Yeah, no, I love it. I, I will accept four yeses. I won't argue that. We also learned <laughs> that we learned a lot about Sarah in a lot of ways. Um, you know, going to that other world and all of these like uh, extra real beings, entities having interest in her and whatnot. To experience. <clears throat> Give them okay. to us. Yeah, Everybody and feed us. two experiences. Hey, I, I level up and it's going to be very boring. I just <laughs> want to lose a luck. Lose a luck. Wow. Lose a luck. You mean gain a luck or gain a luck. Yeah. Whatever you want to fucking no, take one. <laughs> yeah, you take Yeah, You said it first. <laughs> Does anybody else level up? No, no sir. Just did. I've just begun. Well, awesome. That was a really fun and uh, it was a really fun arc to to DM. There are a lot of big hoops to jump through. Uh, so thanks, everybody. Thanks for playing. Thanks for listening. That was my favorite. I've changed my answer from the Q&A. That's my favorite. <laughs> Great. Good. Perfect. <laughs> it, I mean, it's probably my favorite now, too, at this point. It was like 40 years I feel like we've been in this. I'm, I'm still this. waiting for Ian to impress me with an arc, so I'll hold my vote. <laughs> <laughs> you got laid and everything, and you're still upset.
Can, can I just have this? Can I have a nice moment without being a fish? <laughs> nice face. It looks like yeah, you're on face duty now. <laughs> uh, when they said there's plenty of fish in the sea, this isn't what I thought they meant. <laughs>